If you're hearing that song, you know it's Thursday, it's 5 p.m. Eastern, this is Pillars of Franchising. I'm Fred McMurray with my co-host, Dre Pillar, and our special women's planning co-host, Kristen Chamelzi. Did I get it right that time? Not even, but it's close enough. <laughs> Killing me. Now let's see. It's all good. Killing me. Ray, why don't you introduce our guest? Uh, I'm 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 done for. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> well, I, I believe uh, Nick has been with us before, twice before, right, Nick? I have. Yeah, good to see you all again. Love the hat. Yeah, yeah. This is Nick Neonakis, and he is the CEO of the franchise consulting company, the FCC, not to be confused with the federal government. <laughs> How you doing today, Nick? Where are you at? I'm down in uh, sunny Coral Gables, Florida, south of Miami. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen is jealous already. I can see the look on yeah, her face. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Come on so, down. There's plenty of room down here. Yeah. Don't say that again. I might show up on your doorstep. <laughs> okay. She means yeah. that. She's been. She she said that one day. I said, "Sure, come on out." Next thing I know, Fred, she was on her doorstep. <laughs> she was on my doorstep. It's been, I don't know, a whole long time going to vineyards and bars. <laughs> it's an interesting time. So I, I have to ask. I have to ask. What's the genesis of all the hats, and and what what is the uh, symbolism behind everybody's hat? Um. Well, I, I can tell you mine. Mine is, is uh, simply uh, I'm over the dirt. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this hat is from Sedona, and it's dyed with Sedona dirt. <laughs> ah, okay. Right on. So, <laughs> Kristen? Kristen, uh, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's my Molly made hat, and it reminds me that I'd rather be golfing. <laughs> And mine, well, this is the only hat I had in the office because the other two are in the car from the Vegas trip. But, you know, so um, I'm a Viking. What else? I'm a Viking, yeah. on, I'm a yeah. Viking on the West Coast. Let's put it this way. <laughs> so tell us Great the symbolism hat. of your hat, Nick. Ooh, a new chain of questions. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's the uh, Boeing 777 hat. I got it at the Boeing factory out uh, north of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like it. Triple sevens. All right. <laughs> so um, when I last uh, saw you, was it IFA earlier, uh, early this year, it was, was it not February at IFA? Yes, in Vegas. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've had your another big uh, con- franchisor FCC franchise or gathering system, have you not? Yeah, we uh, we had a uh, big meeting down in Cancun in June, and uh, and then we have another one coming up in January in Jamaica at Montego Bay. It's going to be about 350 people coming down, about 120 franchisors. Um, I think Molly Maid will be there, and about 90 consultants. And then this is going to be terrific. Our June 2020 conference is going to be in puerto rico and we're going to be doing a trade show on the back end 
of the conference called the Rebuild Puerto Rico Show. So I expect about 150 franchisors to come down to this conference. And uh, this will be the largest franchise uh, trade show and conference that has been to Puerto Rico in, in years and years, maybe the largest. And because that island is still trying to rebuild after the hurricane, this is what the franchise consulting company is going to be doing. Get ready for this. We're going to donate $10,000 to everybody who wants to start a franchise in Puerto Rico who comes to that trade show. So we're going to actively seed that island with franchises, with great franchisees, with amazing franchisors, and do the right thing for that island, which is part of the United States, and really show how franchising cares and how the franchise consulting company is going to step up to the plate. So we've got a million dollars that we are ready to commit uh, into Puerto Rico. So if you know somebody in Puerto Rico, tell them to come to that show. We want to help them out. I want to find out. Time out. Time out. I want to find out: Is the ten thousand dollars in addition or in lieu of the franchise MBA? A free copy of the franchise MBA. Uh, so let's say let's say somebody buys a Molly Maid. They come to the trade show. They buy a Molly Maid. We're going to give them a check for ten thousand dollars that uh, that they can put into their grand opening package, or candidly, whatever they want to do with it. But I think the grand opening would probably be the right place to do it. Wow. Go ahead, Kristen. That's awesome. I just got back from that island. Um, I actually visited twice. We went there, and then we went to St. Martin, and we came back to um, Puerto Rico. And it could really use that. And the people there are so resilient and so kind and caring. Um, I'm definitely going to see about trying to get down there for that because it's one of my favorite places right now. Wow. Well, I hope I hope you all can. It'd be terrific. Yep. So what made you decide on this as a cause? Well, you know, uh, at the Franchise Consulting Company, we've got about 140 consultants uh, in the U.S. Uh, We also have offices in five countries overseas. Um, And within that organization, the Franchise Consulting Company, we have people, you know, franchising is such a varied tapestry. You've got people from every walk of life, every demographic. It's, it's one of the extraordinary things about our country that you have the ability through franchising to gain independence. And so what we did uh, a couple of years ago was we created a series of councils within the FCC uh, comprised of consultants from various communities. Um, so there's the Latino Franchise Council. There's the Indian American Franchise Council. There's the Islamic American Franchise Council. Um, Diversity Fran, which we started over a year and a half ago, which is the LGBT community. Um, First Responder Fran, which is made up of consultants who have a law enforcement first responder background. Um, The Veterans Franchise Council, led by uh, Dave Cooley, who I think you've met, um, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Cooley, a consultant. And so all of these groups work within these communities. And the Latino Franchise Council came to me, um, two extraordinary consultants, Zeke Rodriguez, whose family is from uh, Ponce in Puerto Rico, which is on the south coast of Puerto Rico, and Evelyn Romero, uh, whose family is from San Juan. And they said, you know, we have such a great platform. Let's think about something that we can do um, to help Puerto Rico. This was uh, shortly after the, uh, the hurricane. And uh, so we started talking and they said, you know, it's really about money, right? It's about money. It's about jobs. It's about job creation. It's about harnessing entrepreneurship in that island. 
And so uh, we decided we were going to do a conference there. And uh, so we booked uh, the Wyndham Rio Grande, uh, fantastic hotel on the uh, North Coast. Uh, the El Conquistador, where we've done uh, events in the past, many years ago, is still closed to give you a sense of the scale of the destruction that happened on that island. So um, we're going to do the conference there. And then we started thinking, what else could we do to actively help people with opening a business? It's not just enough to do a conference. We've got to do something. And so, uh, so that's where the idea came in to let's donate money. So if somebody wants to step up, we want to help, we want to partner with them, and we've got $10,000 for everybody that wants to start a business. Um, and I hope, I hope we blow right through that million bucks. Nothing would make me happier, candidly. Wow. Awesome. We stayed at that Wyndham, and it's a great facility. Uh, what are you guys doing to market down there right now? Do you have a marketing plan set out for that event? Well, you know, there's, there's – um, Obviously, a lot of infrastructure was damaged. Um, the economy isn't great down there. And, you know, in terms of marketing, there's still a lot of people, you know, who, who have basic needs, right? And so when I think of franchising, what works really well? Franchising works when you have a local need with local providers who are providing a service in a local market, right? If, if Amazon can compete with you, they will. If Walmart can compete with you, they will. But if you're going to you know, have a, a QSR or you're going to have an oil change business or elder care or education or property services, these are all things that have to happen locally. And that's where I think franchising really shines. And there are tons of terrific franchises out there that without a whole lot of money, somebody can get involved with where they can have the infrastructure of a, a terrific company think of molly May, right and, and all of the extraordinary marketing and operational and technological platforms that they give their franchisees you can't create that if you're going to set up your own home cleaning business and so what i believe is for a lot of people who are looking for a better life in puerto rico who want to work hard uh, that we can help them align their own talent and their own drive and their own ambition with systems and processes that are going to be better than what they could create themselves uh, in the short term, right? I believe anybody can do anything if they really put their mind to it. But to be able to start a business and then compete at a very high level, there's always opportunities in every market. What happens then? They start hiring. They get the first job. They get the second job. They get the hundredth job. And now they start needing help. They start hiring from the local market. They're paying wages. And it starts a virtuous cycle um, on that island, I believe, I hope, that then is going to create jobs, is going to create revenue, that then the people who are cleaning the houses or changing the oil or painting or taking care of the abuelas or whatever it is, right, they're going to make the money. They're going to go and buy stuff, right? They're going to – the whole velocity of money, the multiplier effect in the economy then starts taking over. And I believe franchising is, is a noble, noble uh, enterprise across every platform. And, and I, I'm really proud of the franchise consulting company of the Latino Franchise Council. And uh, I can tell you the, uh, the folks that we've been working with in Puerto Rico, materially every chamber of commerce, uh, government officials, all private industry – um, everybody has embraced it. And uh, so you're going to start seeing a lot of this rolling out in January of 2020 
Um, I expect it's it's going to be our biggest conference yet. So I'm I'm really excited about it. And I hope all of your listeners can come. And if you're thinking about going somewhere on vacation, go to Puerto Rico. They they need you to come down there. Awesome. And when did you say that's going to be? That's going to be the uh, fourth week of June. June. Yep, at the uh, Wyndham Rio Grande. And then the, uh, the uh, trade show will be there as well. Notice I'm marking it down. That's right. We're the yeah, real for- river, the ocean, right? You'll like that. That's right. Oh, yeah, right on the ocean. Yeah. Go to uh, go to Fran Expo USA. That's uh, our other company, the Great American Franchise Expo. Um, you know, the only American-owned franchise trade show in existence, the Great American Franchise Expo. And uh, the website there is FranExpoUSA.com. Can't miss the Screaming Eagle. Okay. Who knows? Lots of info there. Might see you there. <laughs> so I hope so. Right. Maybe you can broadcast there. Well, so now, time out, time out. I, I like that idea, but I was more leaning toward Jamaica. Um, I really love Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, man. Come, come to both. <laughs> We'd love to have you at both. <laughs> I'll commit to, I think I'll commit to Jamaica. That would be, ooh, Jamaica. Ooh, I like that one. Does it make Sorry. sense to send one of us to each of those? I'll take Puerto Rico if I have to. <laughs> okay. So Ray's kind of screwed because he wants to drive the RV of the beast. Um, yeah, that's and, right. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. So, uh, so tell us more about Jamaica. It, it, you're not doing a conference at Jamaica. You're just doing the invitation to franchisors and the uh, the over two thousand years of experience of franchise consulting company. In other words, that's right. <clears throat> I got yeah. It. So uh, Jamaica is uh, is going to be. You know, we do two um, internal conferences each year. We work with hundreds of different franchise systems, and the uh, the Jamaica conference is where we bring our consultants. We've got about 140 of them in the U.S. Uh, usually 80, 90, 100 or so come down, and about 120 franchisors. And so it's a three day event where it's kind of like a shark tank. The, uh, the franchisors are presenting their concept. We're asking a lot of questions about, you know, what are you seeing in the economy? What's best practices? What new things have come out? And it's such a, an amazing idea share um, where, because there's so many different companies there that are sharing so much about what they're doing, you're going to have a, a home cleaning franchise talking and and then a painting company and a food company, you know, and so all of a sudden they're learning from each other as well. So there's a real cross fertilization of ideas. And for me, I I think that's really what makes franchising so extraordinary is the amount of sharing that franchisors and franchisees are willing to do to help each other become better, right? Because there's so much opportunity out there. And so for us to be able to host this event uh, to produce it and to learn from it is um, it's really one of the highlights candidly of my year. So that's what we're going to be doing in Jamaica, uh, January 14th to the 17th at the uh, beautiful Ibero star in Montego Bay. Oh. Yaman. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I, I love it there. At this point, we're going to take a break for uh, a sponsor break and before I play that, I want to thank the Lincoln Network 
for broadcasting our show. Uh, we'll be broadcasting the video at a later date, but you um, can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Um, or you can chat with us, the people hanging out on the website. Yeah, I'll answer your questions or get your questions asked. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. All right, dude, now you stole my, um, but it's a good thing because I'd have to get up and run to the the other desk to get my copy of that. So hold the, hold that up again. Hold that up again. Yes, folks, you can call Nick, or if you're listening on the website, you can fill out the form on the website, and we'll get you um, a copy to a copy of Nick's book, and he'll autograph it for you. So we, uh, yeah, we might have to change that there. You know, we've given out hundreds of these books to your, uh, to your listeners, uh, you know, but hey, that's okay. We're happy, happy to do it. I also have another, uh, another little freebie uh, gift for everybody. Um, if anybody would like to uh, take a virtual tour of hundreds of franchise companies, um, we'd like to send them a free VR headset as well to use uh, on the FCC VR platform. Ooh, okay. So anybody who reaches out, they're going to get a book, they're going to get a VR headset, and they're going to get one heck of an education on franchising from one of our superlative consultants. So that's awesome. We'll we'll update the form and put your smiling face next to it. Actually, we're gonna have to um, update your bio page with that one. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, when somebody uses a VR, what what made you decide to use VR like a, uh, for franchising? That just seems so cutting edge to me. So I, yeah, it's so cool. Um, so I'd gone to a uh, technology conference and I saw how um, virtual reality was being used. And I thought, you know, what a neat way when you're describing a business to be able to take a virtual tour through a business. You know, what does a, a Meineke look like or a Supercuts or, you know, any of the other great businesses? Or if it's a uh, service business, what does it look like to live a day in the life of, let's say, a Molly Maid or a Pura Clean or, you know, any of the other great companies that are out there? And so um, we looked into it. We created a platform. Uh, we sent teams of photographers out all across the U.S. taking hundreds of uh, pictures of uh, about 150 different franchise brands. So to my knowledge, we own the largest library of VR images um, of franchise systems in the world. And so then what we do is we put all these up on the cloud. And when we send somebody one of our VR headsets, they take their smartphone and they put their smartphone right into the docking station here, like so. And then we can direct them on a tour of various businesses. 
So imagine it's a food concept. We can take them in the back of the house, the front of the house. We can show them what the food looks like. They can be as if they are serving food or they're buying the food. We can take them out into the parking lot. We can show them what type of real estate should you be looking for. We can take them on a drive around the, the area and show them what type of uh, demographics should you be looking for. And we can really give them an in-depth view, whether it's in the U.S. or overseas. So what we found is internationally, this has been uh, really extraordinary to help explain to somebody, uh, let's say in Pakistan, what is the uh, fast casual pizza concept look like, right? Um, or maybe they've never seen it before. Now we can take them on a tour and show them exactly what that looks like. So it's, it's really been an extraordinary, um, uh, I think, leap forward. And I'm sure there'll be many, many others. There are things that we're looking at right now with holograms that are pretty cool. But uh, I'm always curious about technology and how we can implement that to help educate people about franchising. Um, at the core, though, a, a home cleaning business is never going to go out of style, right? Uh, no matter where you, you could, it could be like the Jetsons, right? Um, right? Even if there's a robot going around, somebody needs to, you know, clean the robot's uh, brush or whatever. But there's always going to be a need for franchising. The technology that comes along, I think, is terrific. It helps people understand what's out there, um, but Ultimately, franchising exists when local business people are providing inimicable services in a local market. That's where the VR came from. Wow. And anybody who wants to try it out, we're happy to send you one free of charge. <laughs> That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, you, know, uh, <laughs> you mentioned technology, and I think Kristen will agree. It's amazing how much technology is in our business. You know, we, we track the cars, we track the teams, when they go, come and go, and how even if they're speeding or turning a corner too fast, we know it. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That's awesome. Someone's happy. I worked with a franchise consultant years ago when I bought my business, and what a great tool to have VR. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably would have had, you know, 16 different concepts on my list if I had been able to kind of take a test drive. So I think that's really interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. See, now you're making me think as as we get the as we continue to work on integrating all the live video streaming that we've been doing, um, now you're making me think we somehow need to be beaming live into a VR uh set the Toyota franchise show. <laughs> Nobody wants to see this office. Behind this green screen, it's a total mess. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, wow, that could be really weird. So uh, we could we could help you with that. Just got to be uh, careful. Motion uh, motion can make you kind of woozy yeah. with these things. <laughs> yeah, so do the heart meds. Big deal. <laughs> Some, <laughs> something you learn to live with, you know. Um, so what? So we've talked kind of long term, Ian. We've talked about your event schedule. Um, any big news or uh, big task targets priorities and uh, 2020 that you haven't addressed? A ton. You know, we, yeah, we, uh, so we, you know, we go through with all of our companies, we go through a big planning session at the end of the year, bring all the team members together, you know, take a look at, you know, what are the goals? Uh, what do we need to do? Um, and with the Great American Franchise Expo, we did that. We've 
got eight extraordinary shows uh, that are going to be happening in 2020. Uh, nine, actually, with Puerto Rico, but in the U.S., eight. So we'll be in uh, Dallas, in Houston, in San Antonio, in Miami, Tampa, and Orlando, uh, Atlanta, and Washington, D.C. So uh, Texas and Florida have absolutely been uh, booming. Uh, so many people have been moving into these states that the incidence of business creation has really, really skyrocketed. And so for franchisors who are looking to connect with uh, prospective franchisees or for uh, prospective franchisees who are looking to meet with franchisors, it's a great venue to come to. And, and go to FranExpoUSA.com to check it out. Uh, and the first hundred people at each of these shows gets a free VR headset and uh, just a lot of great learning. So um, a number of new brands that uh, are coming to join us for the first time, really excited about that. So the uh, the uh, trade show uh, platform has really grown quite a bit. Um, then we've got some big news that um, it looks like we just think the deal here today um, that I, unfortunately, until we launch it, I can't talk about it, but I promise you, uh, you will be the first one to know, which I think uh, is really going to make a lot of people sit up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to integrate well with all of our other platforms. And, you know, when, when you think about what we're doing here, it's really about helping people get educated about franchising. That's our core mission uh, at the Franchise Consulting Company and the Great American Franchise Expo. And um, anything that we can do to help a franchisor uh, or a prospective franchisee, we have a lot of resources to do that. So, uh, you know, shows, uh, this show that you put on uh, is fantastic, you know, to be able to get in front of your, your uh, wonderful audience and, and talk about this. Because if somebody is thinking about business ownership, uh, they absolutely should go and, and learn about franchising. doesn't mean it's the right thing for everybody, but there are so many options out there and so many brilliant entrepreneurs who have systematically uh, put a business together and an operations manual and the marketing and all the other great things that come with franchising that um, it really, it really is. I see a huge opportunity going forward. Um, you know, something else that we're watching pretty closely is uh, the opportunity for a recession uh, to, to come. Uh, and so, you know, that's something that a lot of people have been talking about. When is it going to happen? I really don't know. Nobody knows, right? Anybody who tells you they do, run. They, they don't know. But things can't go up in a straight line forever. And at some point, there's going to be some bumpiness probably in the next election cycle. And so uh, we have uh, something that we hold near and dear. We say, don't waste the next recession, okay? Don't waste the next recession. Here's what I mean by that. Um, in a recession, the weak are going to unfortunately leave, but demand is still going to be there. And if you are starting to think about a recession now, what could it look like? Uh, my advice would be put together a game plan. Take a look at your finances. Think about the last recession. Did it catch you off guard? Were there things that you had to do in your own business? that maybe it didn't want to do. And I would, uh, I would put a systematic tiered approach together to think about that. Call it recessioneering, okay? So in a recession, as opportunities continue to be there, maybe at a lower level, think about what types of businesses are going to benefit from uh, a recession. 
um, there are going to be certain demands, drivers that are always there. You know, if your uh, basement floods, you're probably going to get it fixed. If, uh, you know, your mother has Alzheimer's and needs someone to take care of her, you're probably going to have someone watch her. If you're hungry and it's lunch, you're probably going to go get yourself a taco or a burger or something to eat. So in a recession, people still have needs. They tend to look for more value-oriented items. And with franchising, if they're basic needs, uh, they're still going to be there. So that's where franchising, I think, is very beneficial in, in a recession because you can aggregate purchasing power, the ability to market, and so forth. So I believe that when, uh, not if, when the next recession comes, um, there are going to be some franchisors that uh, unfortunately are going to really be hurt. Uh, there are going to be some that are going to grow very rapidly. And uh, anybody that's listening, I, I would welcome uh, you to reach out to us. Uh, we'd be happy to help you take a look at your plan, what that looks like, whether you're a franchisor or a franchisee. And uh, just to think through some of the things that we've been studying from uh, the Great Recession. And, you know, they always say that history uh, doesn't repeat itself, but sometimes it echoes. And so these are the types of things that we're thinking about a year, uh, two years out. But it, it's, it'll happen at some point. That's great advice. I, I, I think uh, in my business, we went through this last recession, and uh, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised that we didn't lose that much business. Uh, talking to one of my clients, I, I said, you know, what's up? And he says, well, I lost my job, but guess what? I'm busier now trying to find a job than I was when I had a job. So I don't have time mm -hmm. to leave the house. <laughs> you know, so that, yeah. that's the kind of thing that, uh, uh, you know, a, a good uh, business with residual clients, uh, you know, can be helpful in, in this, uh, you know, if there is a recession again. All right. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Well, and imagine this, the time to start a business is, you know, when the economy is strong. Mm -hmm. And so if we're at a very high rate right now, uh, and if you're thinking about recession resistant businesses, it's probably not a bad time to start learning about them so that when you're ready to pull the trigger, you pull the trigger and now all of a sudden everyone's kind of going out of business, but you're starting to build your business. You're picking up a lot of uh, business that people aren't able to service. Mm -hmm. And if there's real estate involved, I'd probably hold off on the real estate uh, because, you know, you can pick up some extraordinary uh, deals uh, in a recession on rent. I mean, rents are very expensive right now, but uh, they'll come down uh, just like all property will. All right. So we're going to take a brief break, brief break, and then come back for everyone's last round of questions. Okay, folks. We okay, good friend. with that? Okay. Thanks, Fred. I want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show. Uh, we'll get the updated fo uh, form on the site so you can get the all the wonderful stuff Nick is um, going to bring you. Uh, you can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Or chat on the site. <laughs> hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, 
We'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y.com. And thanks, Michelle. And one last, uh, because we're, well, Nick's already updated us on it, but we'll play it anyways. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. And as we always say, the next one coming up is in Dallas at the Irving Convention Center, February 16th and, uh, sorry, 15th and 16th, as well as uh, Houston Stafford Center, February 22nd and 23rd. And my favorite would be the Tampa Convention Center, March 14th and 15th. And we're back. So everything else you can hit with FranExpoUSA.com. Kristen, ladies first, your last question. So my last question for you is, do you find that as the recession and economy comes and goes, that the number of um, potential franchisees kind of flows along with that same path for your business? Yeah, it it, uh, it sure does. Um, you know, franchising is interesting in that it can be very countercyclical. So to uh, to take Ray's example of his uh, colleague who said, uh, you know, I got laid off and I've never been busier looking for another job. The unfortunate reality is if somebody is 52 years old or 55 years old and they get laid off from their vice president of fill in the blank, it's very unlikely that they're going to find another job. And at some point after they send out 500 resumes and they realize that every employer is looking for somebody who's you know, 28 years old and that they can pay a third of what uh, you know this fellow is making, um, then they start thinking about, well, I'm still young. I still have lots of energy. I should go and think about buying a business. So then that's when uh, there tends to be an uprise in, uh, in the franchising. So people that are buying jobs in essence. So you see quite a bit of that, that type of creation happening. And they tend to go into those fields where I always think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Remember that from high school where you've got these basic human needs, right? Like uh, food, clothing, shelter. And then they go up to, you know, like purses and shoes. I'm just kidding, Chris. I know these are very important things. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, they're they're going to be things where um, you probably don't need them to live. But if you think about the things that you really do need, that there's always going to be a constant demand, that's where the people who are displaced in a recession tend to go. 
And there are all kinds of options, 50, 75, $100,000 know, to get up and running. Um, and that's, that's where I think you're going to see quite a lot of, uh, of business and job creation in the next recession. So it can be countercyclical. Things that are more discretionary, uh, that tend to do well in uh, an up economy, I'd be really concerned about them in a down economy. In the last uh, recession, we all saw it, right? I mean, there were things that felt really esoteric that, uh, you know, if you had extra bucks in your pocket, maybe you'd go splurge on it. But all of a sudden, if those bucks aren't there, you're probably going to cut back on things, right? So um, think about McDonald's, right? This was when they really rolled out that uh, that value, um, you know, menu, right? The $1 menu. But interestingly, there's something called the, uh, the Big Mac Index that I, I heard about earlier, where um, in a recession, they actually increase uh, the cost, the price of certain items because people are trading down from more expensive uh, food categories to more fast food. So they can add, imagine if McDonald's adds a nickel to a Big Mac, it really doesn't do a whole lot for you. But for McDonald's corporate, that's a very, very significant boost, right? So that's what I think you're going to see. So if you're in a business that um, is more discretionary, you probably want to start putting that recession game plan together right now. Just start thinking through it in terms of tiers, right? What are the first things that you want to cut? Make sure that your debt is in order. If you have lines of credit, um, you know, you should probably go and, and look to expand them. Um, that's what I would I would recommend. But definitely in a recession, I think you're going to see a boost in uh, in businesses. Molly Maid certainly had a boost uh, during the last recession, as well as a number of the other uh, you know great companies over there at service brands right now, neighborly. Right, right. So okay. you talked a little bit about a recession, but right now we're kind of in the opposite. Where economically, I think uh, there's a lot of growth. Uh, so how is that affecting uh, people wanting franchises? Well, it's still, it's a robust market. I mean, money is very inexpensive right now. Uh, it's very hard to find real estate. I mean, you know, we, we talk with hundreds and hundreds of clients a day uh, across the U.S. Um, real estate's tough to find and it's expensive. So, but despite that, the stock market is at an all-time high. There are a lot of people that are thinking, you know, it's probably not a bad time to take a couple of dollars out of the, uh, you know, the market. You know, if you bought Apple five years ago, probably made a couple of dollars on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then what can you do to have exposure to a local economy? And, you know, what's more local than the uh, the market that you live in? So that's where I think, you know, it's it's been really uh, over the last couple of years, it's been an extraordinary market for franchising, a lot of great business creation. And, you know, whether it's an up economy or a down economy, there's going to be opportunities, right? The famous adage of uh, it's a bull market, uh, somewhere all the time, whether it's, a, uh, you know, what is perceived as an up economy or down economy. But I, I you know, I always uh, think of Warren Buffett's famous saying of um, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. So, you know, I wouldn't want your listeners to think, well, shut the tap off now if you're thinking about buying a franchise, um, but just do your homework and make sure that you're, you're, uh, business house is in order before you go into something. What do you think is an average time, let's say today after this call, somebody says, you know what, he's right, I need to start planning. What's the average turnaround time that you would say or guess it takes people from the initial 
I think I want to start to, they finally make a decision and put their money down with the franchise are. Is that like a year, six months? What is that? Yeah. Or is it all over well, the it, map? It, it's really, it's all over the map. I mean, it's, it's what I always tell people is the most important timeline is theirs. There is no timeline other than the one that they feel comfortable with that they should be following. And sometimes, and hopefully, you know, all of your franchisor, uh, and a lot of them are my friends, you know, they won't get all angry at me. But, um, you know, every now and then I hear, uh, you know, the client who's been told, uh, well, somebody right behind you, you better buy it now or else they're going to buy it. My advice there is, well, let them buy it. And, um, you know, if it gets bought out from under you, it probably wasn't the right one, right? I, I, uh, I use the subway analogy. There's always another subway car coming down. Just wait around for a little while. But to answer your question, I think, you know, in broad strokes, depending on the complexity of the purchase and the sophistication of the buyer, right? You could have somebody who has purchased lots of franchises uh, over the past and is looking to purchase what they would consider a relatively simplistic franchise because it's within the industry category that they've been operating. So they have a, an understanding of what to look for. Um, that could be a very fast strategic acquisition. Ray, let's say that you were looking to add uh, your competitor, right? Uh, and something happened and they were selling it the, the accounts for pennies on the dollar. Well, you could go in, you could take a look at the length of the accounts, what the average size of the transactions are, and you could come up with some discounted you know, cash flow uh, you know, model that then would say, I will pay you X. Um, if it's somebody who's never purchased a franchise before, or they've never owned a business before, but maybe they're, um, uh, you know, an executive in a company and they've had experience running business, uh, you know, uh, divisions and projects and so on. I, I think it's probably from the time that you identify a number of ideas that make sense um, to then pulling the trigger, you're probably going to have a good 40 to 80 hours that you need to invest into that. Um, now, what's the day or month or I don't know. If, you know, if you can put an hour a week into it, you know, it might be a year and a half. If you can put 10 hours a week into it, it might be less than that. But I think anything, you know, faster than, than that, you're skipping over things. Because think about the steps that you're going to need to, to engage in to really get an understanding of this, right? So first, what I recommend to people is write a business plan on yourself. What is it that you are trying to achieve with this business? Not let's write a business plan on a, you know, an ice cream shop. Um, the ice cream shop is immaterial. It's a vehicle to get you somewhere. Where is that somewhere? So be introspective and, and write about what you're trying to do with your life and then quantify that. What sort of breakpoints, what sort of dollars, what sort of activities do you want to engage in? Is this full-time? Is it part-time? These are all things that are not business-specific. They are you-specific, right. right? So these are things that you know to be true. Write that down. Now you've got a map, a map to yourself. Then take the next step, which is use that map to go and identify concepts that fit your criteria. And you know they do because the people that own them are hitting the kinds of outcomes that you said, this is what this business must do for me. That's where franchising is valuable. We have case studies that we can go and look at. Mm -hmm. And then do your homework, investigate, talk with the franchisees, mystery shop them, 
You know, if you're thinking about buying a, a Molly Maid, I would have Molly Maid come and clean my house. I'd talk with the people. I'd figure out what's it like. And then I'd probably have the cleaning authority and the eco maids and two maids and a mop. And I'd have every single maid come. I would have this cleanest house in Miami, I can tell you, because I would want to see what everybody is doing. And then I would go and I would talk with the uh, franchisor. I'd want to go and meet them. I'd want to talk with the CEO. I'd want to talk with the operations people. I would want to really get a good understanding of who are these people that are going to support me. And I do that with a whole bunch of different companies. And eventually I'd have it down to one or two ideas that really made sense. Then I would go and ask if I can work in that franchise for a period of time. And I would want to follow that franchisee or I'd tell them, listen, I'll clean houses for free. I'll lug the, you know, the bags of nuclear waste up the ladder, but whatever it is you need, you have me for free. Let me, let me come and be your helper. Okay. But I want to get an understanding of what's going on. And I'll tell you, if a franchisor uh, said, well, Hey, we're not going to let you do that. Um, I probably wouldn't want to buy that franchise candidly. I, I, you know, they say, well, we've got uh, proprietary secrets or something like that. Well, that's hogwash or, you know, our insurance uh, won't let you do it. Well, I don't want to actually touch the nuclear waste. I just want to see it, you know, but go, go and, and see what it is that you're getting yourself into before you sign the contract. Then uh, if you don't like it, terrific. Go back a step. You just learn something about yourself. Um, reconfigure your personal business plan and go find other companies that address this, right? It might be the marketing or the operations or the uh, whatever it might be, but you'll learn about yourself. Um, if you do it and you love it, then uh, retain a qualified franchise attorney. There are lots of great ones out there and have them review all the documents, have them review the, the contract. If you're, if there's real estate involved, Review that lease. Negotiate the hell out of that lease because once you sign that, you're in there for a while. Yeah. So get qualified professionals to help. Then how are you going to finance this? Okay. Do a full cost of capital analysis. Go talk with lots of banks. You know the old uh, saying, you know, banks compete, you win, right? So go and pit, play all the banks. I'm sure I'm going to get death threats from uh, you know Bank of America and Wells Fargo. <laughs> play them all off against each other. Say, hey, I'm, I'm across the street at Wells Fargo, and I know I've been banking with Bank of America all these years, but I'm planning on buying a business, and, and they're going to give me a heck of a deal. What can you give me? And you know, talk with all of the specialized franchise funding groups. It's FranFund and Guidance and Benetrends. There, there's a lot of great companies out there. But do your homework on how you're going to finance it because money is just a commodity. Uh, your job is to find the lowest cost producer of that commodity, right? If you're going to pay 4% or 10%, uh, it's still money. It's just money. So go find the cheapest money that you can get. And after all that's done, uh, now you've got a real business plan on you. You've done your homework. You've crossed your T's and dotted your I's. And now you're ready to embark on that journey. And, you know, that's what we do at the Franchise Consulting Company hundreds of times a day. We talk with people. We help them structure that. Um, if they're going too fast, then we'll tell them, slow down. What's, what's the rush? There is no rush. Um, you know, do your homework, make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. And that's why we exist is to help people attain the American dream. So that's what I would propose to somebody if they're asking. I don't disagree with anything you say. And that is pretty much what we say on this show all the time. 
do your due diligence. In my case, I was working full time and took 18 months to find this franchise. And I was looking in a totally different direction when I was turned on to Molly Maid. But uh, yeah, you got to do your due diligence. You've got to find out what, what's out there. You got to talk to the people who are in that same business, not only the ones that are successful, but the ones who are not successful and talk to yes. them. Yeah. Well, Ray, I thought you were going to say, uh, you, you tell everybody on your program, just call the franchise consulting company. That's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can do that too if you want. No, he tells them, tells me to tell everyone to fill out the stupid form. Uh, you know, <laughs> same diff. Terrific. Same diff. All right. So, um, it's not really quite a um, down the rabbit hole question because this has actually been popping up more and more. Um, in discussion with franchisors, but how do you see the effect of artificial intelligence on affecting the franchise industry in the next five to 10 years? Okay. So uh, by artificial intelligence, are you defining that as, uh, as what exactly? Is it, uh, there's so many different components to it. So I, I can give you some um, uh, viewpoints that I have on what I've seen. So with certain, let's say, rote functions, right, um, and automation in general. So let's take that whole continuum of uh, you go to a website and you have some specific questions. You click on the, uh, the little blurb and you ask questions and it gives you an answer, uh, which we did. Uh, in fact, I believe we were the very first uh, consulting company, one of the first in franchising, to add uh, AI to our platforms. Uh, if you go to thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com, uh, you can click on it. We call it the FranBot, and it will answer an extraordinary range of questions. And, and uh, I'll, I'll even share some secrets with your viewers on how we did it, because it was a, a, a pretty cool process uh, of what we did to, to create that. So that would be one, one part. Another part would be using things like kiosks or even uh, robots, right, to, uh, to create things. I think you're going to see a lot of that. But the basis of all of this is any uh, rote function, anything that has to be done over and over. Think about uh, the auto industry using robots to, you know, weld that one piece over and over. Um, you're going to see the same thing happen whether it's in marketing, uh, technologically, uh, giving information, or cooking a hamburger. So all of that's going to come in. So where I see a lot of AI happening currently is uh, answering questions. And so I think uh, that's going to be, you know, anybody that has a, a job where basically you are looking up an answer and telling it to somebody, you probably want to go find yourself another job. It's probably not going to stick around very long. So here's, here's what we did at the Franchise Consulting Company when we launched our FranBot a long, long time ago. So the first thing we did is uh, we gathered all of our consultants together. There's over 100 people that were involved in this project. And we asked them a very simple question. What are the 10 questions that you have been asked over and over that are very important? And then everybody started uh, codifying those questions. Then we asked them, what are the next 10 questions? They put down another 10 questions. What are the next 10 questions? So within a very short order, we had uh, a body of hundreds and hundreds of questions that then we grouped by various subject matters, um, marketing, operations, HR, finance, et cetera. 
Then we had all of the consultants answer the questions. So imagine like on a, on a spreadsheet, if you have one question and now you have all these cells going across, each one of those cells has a specific answer to that same question. Now, Ray, if I ask you a question or Kristen, you a question or Fred, you a question, we're probably going to have a little bit of a different approach to that question based upon what our background and skill sets are. This is what we were looking to capture with our question and answer sessions. So we had uh, answers to questions from people who have finance backgrounds and marketing backgrounds, HR backgrounds, really wide range of answers to these questions. Then based upon the nuance of the question that is asked of the FranBot, uh, AI has the ability to choose keywords that are within those answers and then find the appropriate answer. It could be a slightly nuanced answer based upon what the person is asking. Then we took all the different franchises that are out there. Uh, and if you think of it, it's just a finite data set. Um, you know, name of the company, their website, uh, phone number, all this kind of stuff. And we loaded all of that up into the FranBot as well. So if somebody says, can you tell me about fill in the bank blank franchise? Um, well, it'll answer that question for you because it's all out there. So uh, that's how we ended up building our FranBot. It was really a cool project. Um, took a little bit longer than anticipated as we learned things about the platform. But there are so many extraordinary possibilities out there when you think about how do you take human, the body of human knowledge and then make it so that it's instantaneously available to somebody? Because the questions that people are going to ask are not going to be the same. Google uses the same kind of algorithms when you're doing a Google search, right? If it's a short tail or a long tail search. So that's, that's what, uh, what we found to be very useful with AI. And um, it's so cool because it's all around the world. And so we're getting questions from people in every country. And you can translate it into any language. And so it, it starts creating almost a universal human language, if you think about it, because we don't need to communicate in English anymore or in Urdu or in Mandarin. We can communicate with information, with data, right? And, and whatever the, the vehicle is that the language uh, is going to be is, is just a, a carrying vessel for that information. And uh, so that's where I see huge opportunities with AI, uh, specifically in franchising, to help people understand what they're getting into. Wow. <laughs> that's All deep. Right. That's really deep. All right. So this is what we're going to do. Kristen, you got one last question. And then, Ray, you have your final question. The final question. The final question. But we'll, we'll let our guest, our, our guest woman splainer. Go ahead, Kristen. Get the last question. <laughs> okay, so I'm not really sure how to exactly ask it, so I'll just kind of throw it out there and you can figure out how to put it all together. So a lot of franchises right now are being um, are in states where we're being forced um, to change things based on minimum wage increases. Do you foresee that to be a challenge in selling franchises? There's been obviously a lot of different things with um, co-employment, now we've got this minimum wage increase that a lot of states are facing. Um, do you think that will hinder the sale of franchises at all or not? Well, 
It might. Um, I think there, there are two, two parts uh, here to this. One is around how states are looking to regulate franchising in order to tax the franchisor. Um, that's, that's one sort of line of question. The other is around uh, increase in wages. Uh, let's let's deal with the wages one first because I think it's it's relatively straightforward. It's sort of you know getting back to uh, you know Adam Smith and wealth of nations, right? If um, states regulate minimum wage, then uh, all things being equal, things are going to increase in price. So if you're getting a Big Mac for two ninety nine, now it's going to be three dollars and fifteen cents ultimately, uh, or whatever the number is going to be. So costs are going to go up. But simultaneously, because the profit motive is always going to be there for a business owner, then they're going to look to strip costs out of their uh, value chain. So kind of like the person who is answering questions, now that's being supplanted by AI. The person who's standing behind the cash register at a McDonald's, um, probably that's going to go to a kiosk model where then you're going to be punching buttons. Think about your own experience the last time you went to an airport. Um, did you do the self-check-in? Probably everybody listening has. Same thing is going to happen. So paradoxically, even though it sounds really great and it's a terrific uh, political platform to increase the wages for employees and probably uh, whoever's yelling that the loudest is going to get those votes from those people, the sad reality is those lower-wage jobs are then going to vanish because business owners are going to invest into what otherwise they would say, well, I don't want to put that capital investment into a you know, $50,000 kiosk. But then they're going to say, well, you know what? It's kind of the equivalent of like two uh, full-time employees. So it's probably worth it because if it's 15 bucks an hour now, maybe it's 20 bucks an hour you know, a year from now. So paradoxically, the increase, I believe, um, in uh, minimum wages then is, is going to hurt the people who need it the most. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. Now, on the other hand, with uh, states regulating – uh, legislatively, how um, you know the franchisees are being classified, I think that has uh, some wider systemic damage that can happen. Um, and again, it it really hurts the uh, the state that is enacting that. I know with the, the various companies that we work with, I've had a number of CEOs reach out and say, "Hey, we're not going to be doing business in California anymore. We're stopping our uh, franchise development efforts there." Now, imagine for a second uh, what that means as more and more companies make the choice not to go into those states. They don't have to. Um, Well, it's going to be fewer jobs, fewer entrepreneurs, fewer investments going into that market, fewer breakthroughs. It's going to keep uh, homegrown entrepreneurs from launching something. So I think, you know, America... As, as this extraordinary noble experiment in, in capitalism and democracy um, gives entrepreneurs the ability to align capital with talent. And when that happens, new ideas happen. If you look at all of the great advancements in the last hundred years, um, they've all come because of uh, a profit motive and a freedom motive. And so I think it's, it's really uh, it's sad when that happens because it stifles creativity, it stifles investment, it hinders job creation, and ultimately it decreases the tax base of the states that are desperately trying to increase the tax base. That's true. That's true. So we're, we're getting right now. All of your answers are absolutely fabulous, and I really want to thank you for being on our show. But the final question is, if someone is interested in a franchise, who do they call? 
Well, they, they should they should put pillars of franchising on their calendar and listen to it every single time it's on because they're going to get an extraordinary education from all of you. And if they have an interest in being connected with one of our 140 uh, consultants across the country, uh, we'd love to sit down and have a cup of coffee with them, whether it's in Chicago or in Newport Beach or any of the other areas that we uh, we have offices in. Uh, just go to the franchiseconsultingcompany.com, uh, thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com. Fill out the, uh, the very brief questionnaire. We're not going to ask you for any personal information. And then we're going to get you connected with one of our uh, terrific local consultants. And, uh, of course, everybody who uh, mentions Pillars of Franchising, we're going to give them a copy of the Franchise MBA. And we're also going to send them a free VR headset so they can take a virtual tour of hundreds of uh, terrific franchise companies, many of them who uh, have been on your show and I know are yes, big supporters uh, of all of you. So uh, that would be the best way to reach out to us. Fantastic. Wanna, Good. Yeah. <laughs> at, at this point, we'll take it out of here. Uh, Want to thank our guest, Nick Neonakis of the Franchise Consulting Company for be, being on the show and updating us, um, as well as our guest woman's planner, Kristen, Love you. Good to see you again. We'll be back next. Thank you. Thank you all. We'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody who's been listening. Woo-hoo.